Yo, guys. Hey, I know this is a little bit of an announcement right before the show. I'm sure you were getting ready to dance and sing and fake rap and, you know, look stupid like I look stupid every time a fake rap comes on. But uh, just as a reminder, if you didn't know, we are doing Arate Live, okay? Arate Live will be in Nashville on November 5th. That's coming up very soon. There are limited tickets available because most of the tickets go to our Arte community. If you are interested in coming to see myself, Ed Milet, and some amazing world-class speakers on the day of November 5th in Nashville, Tennessee, one of the greatest American cities that exists, go to aratesyndicate.com and buy your tickets now because we will be sold out soon. This is your official warning. Uh, Joe, I want you to put some fucking warning sirens in here, okay, right here. And then right here again, all right? Now, you've been warned. Don't harass me if you don't get a ticket. Now let's start the show. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, doesn't know. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today, we have Q&AF. That is where uh, we take your questions that you submit uh, to. What are they email, those, uh, email those questions in, hey, guys. Hey, you were fucking slipping. What are you doing Sorry, over there? Re -re uh, reading this question. When we start the show, bro, you got to be ready to go. Yeah, my bad. And this rookie shit. I was reading the question. these questions. Sorry. Uh, email those questions into askandyandandyfacella.com. Yeah, so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to take three of your questions and we're going to answer them. For those of you that are unfamiliar, uh, I previously hosted a podcast called The MFCEO Project, which was uh, one of the most popular personal development libraries that has ever existed. Uh, and we're getting ready to launch it again. So keep an ear out for that. But anyhow... The goal of this show here is to answer your questions, help you get better, okay? Uh, whatever it is you're struggling with, whatever it is you want to know, um, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, this is where you would submit those questions and I will answer them. Sometimes when you tune in, we do Cruise the Internet. Now, Cruise the Internet is a different kind of show. That's where we put up three topics on the screen. We talk about how ridiculous they are. We make fun of them. We talk about what truth there is, if there is any. Uh, and then we talk about how the bigger problem needs to be solved by us and how becoming an excellent human in all areas, uh, fitness, mentality, uh, financially, spiritually, by rising uh, above and raising our standards, we create the solution organically. And that's what this show is about. Sometimes when you tune in, we're going to have Real Talk. Real Talk's a five to 20 minute uh, speech about where you guys are fucking up and how you can stop fucking up, okay? Uh, and then we have Full Length. Full Length is where we bring on successful, interesting, um, powerful, fucking badass motherfuckers. And we talk about how they got there and how you can get there too. This show's overarching theme is that personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. Okay. All the problems in the world can be solved by all of us taking responsibility for our lives, raising our standards, becoming better in all areas of our lives. Okay. Because when we raise our standards, our fucking kids see it. Our neighbors see it. Our coworkers see it and they raise their standards. And when all of our standards are high enough and we're living at a high level, these fucking shit bags that make the rules for all of us that we have to live under, basically our rulers, have less power over us. Okay. And we take back more power. 
The more dependent we are on them, the more power they have. The more independent we are as humans, the less power they have. This show is about taking all their fucking power and giving it to us. And if you're not with that, turn the fucking channel. Now, let's do the show. Yeah, let's get into it, man. Uh, any question number one? How important? We're not going to bullshit at all? Like you oh. just, what is this? No foreplay today? <laughs> just I, you must not have fucking rehearsed your jokes. You must not have rehearsed your jokes, bro. See, DJ rehearses his jokes in the locker room for seven hours before the show, and then he still fucks them up when he comes on the show. <laughs> um, you didn't yeah. have time to rehearse today? Yeah, no. no yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, no. yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, no, I'm just See, here. Yeah, I know. I'm here. <laughs> Trying to get through a little brain fog, you know, so we're almost there. We're halfway through. Oh, yeah, through. dude. I yeah. see you got some. What is that? Now, we don't run ads on the show, so no, you can't, definitely can't talk about the first form energy drink it, you're holding in your hand. It's a, uh, it's the beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Is that what it is? In, 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 in blue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't, don't talk about it. Right. Because we don't run ads. Yeah. Especially not for my own shit, because everybody knows that, like, you know, trying to sell your own products on your own traffic makes you an immoral piece of shit, right? Like trying to become successful and wealthy and show your wins makes you an asshole. We all know that. So there's definitely none of that here. Yeah, no, no, not doing that. <laughs> These aren't my drugs. <laughs> <laughs> there's no drugs in here. Oh, fuck, man. Yeah, no, we're good, man. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get a decent leg workout. Yeah. You're getting fucking swole again. That's good. Dude, uh, you know what, man? I appreciate that. I'm still pretty far off from where I was when I got hurt, but I'm progressing very quickly, feeling really good. I was just made a post a little bit ago. I'm like, dude, I don't know how the fuck I made it through a whole year of not training. Like training has been like a part of my life for so long. And the fact that I'm able to train, I would say 98% right now. Yep. And I'm mentally like having that I'm getting the mental benefits of the weight training that I haven't been able to get for a year. Fuck, dude. I don't know how I made it through that year. Yeah. Like, it's so much. Like, I'm glad it happened because it may, I'll never take that for granted ever again. Yeah. It'll never happen. I mean, fuck, people to have like fucking test days. That was a test year. Yeah. You know, and what you know what's funny, dude? It's, yeah. it's a testament. It really is a testament to uh, the 75 hard, live hard program that I did for three years before that. No doubt. Yeah. Because, dude, like, the thing is, is like, if that had happened to me before I put that mental investment uh, into myself for literally those three years. Um, it gave you I, just enough fucking deposits. Bro, I, yeah. To, to like, make this withdrawal. Yeah, dude, yeah. I was, I, I'm just thankful I made that commitment, bro. Because like, honestly, like my life, the old me, knowing how the old me thought and operated, bro, I would have been, I probably would have been 315, 320 pounds again, like yeah, for real. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would have been telling myself. I the think same, most people would. would I would be been. telling myself the same stories that I told myself then. You know, like then I had an attitude of all or nothing all the time, right? Like if I'm hurt, well, fuck it, I can't train. I might as well live. I can live. I would tell myself this story, you know, like, oh, now's the time I can live a little bit. You yeah. know, like I don't have to train because I can't train. And, you know, I, I would have got back into alcohol heavy and, uh, these you know, mental conversations, we yeah, all bro, have, yeah. but that mental conversation was never allowed to happen because I have trained myself mm. to not think that way. Yeah. And like, dude, instead I'm out in the gym doing one arm shit, you know what I mean? And right. we fucking suck, dude. Cause like it doesn't, when you're able to train, when you can't train with your full body and you're used to being able to train, 
you know, doing stuff with one arm, like that doesn't feel like a workout. Right. Like it doesn't matter how hard I went with one arm. It never felt, I didn't get the mental of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kept showing up, dude. Like, even yeah. though I wasn't feeling it, I wasn't feeling like it was mattering and I didn't feel like it was helping at all. And, uh, you know, here I am, dude, like not really far off from the best I've ever been in, in my life at 43 years old, because I was able to put that time in, Yeah, you know? And I think there's a valuable lesson in there for people. One, the fucking program really works if you follow it. Uh, two, you have to realize that you are not just doing the program now because you're trying to get the benefits now. You're trying to change your life permanently. Right. You know, a lot of these people I see doing 75 hard and live hard, they, it's like they either have to be on it or, or they're completely off of it. Mm-hmm. And like, dude, you guys are not grasping this. Like, if you did it right, if you fucking did it without any compromise, right, the proper way, the way that I dictate for you to do it, without cutting any fucking corners, none of this bullshit, none of this substitution shit, uh, which is quite honestly, you just bitching out on the whole thing. Yeah. If you do it the right way, the goal is you don't need to fucking program. You should get to a point where that's automatically just how you live. That's how you operate. Yeah, that is the standard. Yeah, yeah. like that. this whole year that I've been uh, injured, you know, I pretty much every day got up and still did the exact same shit I would do on the, on 75 hard. Yeah. Like I worked out twice. I would do one weight per workout, which was whatever the fuck I could do. You know, it was, it was a, it was a, a scaled down version for sure. Uh, and then, you know, I would do my cardio. Um, I lost all my muscle, like dude, you know, all, all the muscle I had before my injury was gone. Uh, it sucked. I had to watch it go away, but the truth is I kept showing the fuck up and, you know, that's where you, a lot of you guys who do this program, you're missing the point because you make all these substitutions, you make it easier on yourself and, you know, you do these little compromises and bro, you, what you're missing here is that you're not training your mental to operate the proper way. And if you want to be successful in life, you have to have a mentality of zero compromise on whatever it is your goals are. Yeah. For example, you know, you just have to, you, you'll start to think about things differently. You know, uh, I'm not technically on 75 hard right now, but I, I'm still living the program. Right. And, you know, last night, uh, um, I was fucking starving, dude. Like I was fucking starving, like fat kids starving. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm going to eat fucking steak, you know? Cause even when I eat a lot of food, it's not bad food anymore. I don't eat like I've rarely eat like pizza and shit like that. It's still clean shit. It's just Um, when I used to eat that every day. Yeah. Um, But like, dude, I thought to myself, like, you know, I even told Emily, I said, hey, I want this and this and this because I'm not on the program. Right. Right. And I thought about it for a minute. I said, no, actually, I want a fucking salad and I want fucking shrimp on it. And and what I was saying was and what you have to become conscious of is I wasn't saying yes or no to the steak and fucking two potatoes I was going to eat because that's what I eat when I like cheat. I'll Mm -hmm. eat a fucking steak, two potatoes, and a salad. Um, Which, dude, for some of you guys, you might hear that and think, holy shit, that's the cleanest thing I'd ever eat. But you'll get there. You know what I'm saying? like, Trust me, dude. I was the dude eating $30 of Chinese food every fucking other day. Uh, A pizza every night. Two bottles of wine every fucking day, no matter what. Like That was for years, dude. Yeah. Um, or whiskey or whatever the fuck it was, right? Uh, 
I can't be letting you think I'm drinking wine ruin my rep. Right? <laughs> I this hard-ass motherfucker over drinking Pinot. Just forget I said that shit. I was drinking fucking straight whiskey on the rocks right, right, yeah, right, with right. fucking some badass music playing, all right? There's no fucking wine. Just edit that shit out, Joe. All right? But the truth is, you know, you'll get there. Yeah. But my point is, is that when I say yes or no to things now, I'm not saying yes or no to the things now. Like, dude, when I say mm. yes to that fucking salad, I'm not saying yes to a salad. I'm saying yes to being jacked and tan and motherfucking badass. Right. Being my best. So, like, maybe think about those choices, the choices you make every day. It's not, should I work out or sit at home? It's, do I want to be great or do I not want to be exactly. great? Exactly. You know what I mean? And it's like, literally that simple of a yeah, conversation. for sure, dude. And, like, when you reframe the conversation to a place of what are you truly saying yes to on a micro level, that's a powerful thing, dude. Yeah. And like yeah. this, these are these are different ways of thinking that you naturally evolve into by spending time investing into your mental. Yeah. Uh, and this is why I give the program away for fucking free, guys. You can go listen to the whole thing uh, at episode number two hundred eight on on the on the on the feed here, and it'll give you the whole program for fucking free. Yeah. If you want a more in depth program, you could buy the book. If you want an even more more in depth program, you could buy my new book coming out. That's going to be probably the best book ever written on mental toughness, in yeah. my opinion. Um. My humble opinion. <laughs> so, uh, but the point no, it's, is, it's powerful shit, man. Yeah, dude, it's real. Like, like, dude, trade elite. I think just becoming aware of those fucking conversations when they're actually happening, bro. You're not hearing yourself. That, that's all it is, yeah. man. Like, I like full transparency. I just had a similar thing with me not even fucking hour ago. You know, I hit fucking legs today, pretty fucking hard. And you're telling yourself why you needed more. Or not? Or not I'm like, I'm thinking. I'm like, fuck. All right. I'm in a minute in a minute fasting, right? I kind of follow along the same track you do, so I know I'm not supposed to eat during the day. Yeah, I do my protein shake, and that is it, right? Yeah. Like just to get my protein in, yeah. right? So I'm sitting there fucking thinking, I'm like, all right, well, I did hit fucking legs pretty fucking hard. Let's order some Chipotle. Yeah, let's no. order fucking thirty dollars of fucking Chipotle, yeah. you know, or fifteen dollars. Gonna pay thirty four for DoorDash, right? I'm saying, like, I'm fucking starving. I'm having this conversation. I'm like, call myself, I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. That's old you talking. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. Very, and it was, dude, it was so, it wasn't even like, like it was, it just sounded so like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You went fucking hard on, on legs. Yeah, you did. Like, yeah. let's get some Chipotle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, what the fuck am I doing? Bro, we are the best storytellers to our own selves. Oh. Like, we know exactly what we need to hear. Just the to, right words, bro. Oh, bro. We put it together perfectly. Bro, nobody could sell you like you could fucking sell you. Oh, man. And you have to be aware of that. Yeah. Like, like. You know, like we've all been sold by some slick salesman before, yeah. but just remember your own bitch voice is the slickest salesman you'll ever go up against. Oh, yeah. And that motherfucker will tell He's you. He's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they will make it make not only make sense, but make it think you're doing something amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, and dude, it just isn't true. Yeah. You know, you've got to think about it. And like, I think a great way to think about it is, you know, what am I saying yes or no to? I'm not saying no to the pizza at the restaurant. I'm saying yes to being fucking jacked and tan. Right, right. You know, I'm not saying fucking no to a night out with drinking. I'm saying yes to financial success. Yeah. Like, dude. These sacrifices are not sacrifices. They're wins. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. bro. They're investments. Yep. And like, dude, one day you guys, will, you guys will make enough of those decisions. You'll look back and be like, okay, this actually works. Right. And when you start to figure out how much this actually works, Bro, then you start like moving at, at warp speed because you're like, oh shit. Because dude, part of the reason most people never succeed is because they, they, don't, they aren't sure how the game works, yeah. right? Like, yeah. like they, they give themselves this talk, right? What if I do all these things? What if I do all this work? 
what if I listen to what Andy says or what Ed says or what any of these other guys say, and I, I, I hustle, I work hard, I do all these things, and nothing happens. Mm. Like, that's the story most people tell themselves because they're not sure of how the game actually works. And this is why it's important for you to listen to people who are in a different generation or further down the path than you um, who have been on the real path because they'll tell you how the game works. And if you listen to anyone, if you listen to Tony Robbins or you listen to Ed Milet or you listen to fucking anyone who's actually done anything, myself, any of these people, motherfucker, we all are telling you the same game. Mm. Like it all works the same. You know, it's, it's, and that's why I tell you guys, investing in your discipline up front is the best thing that you could do because discipline is required for all the other skills that you're going to need to develop, mm -hmm. right? When you can do what it is you know you need to do as opposed to what is cool or what your friends want to do or what you actually want to do or what you're craving or what you feel like, if you could still operate in a place where you do what you know needs to be done, dude, that is a fucking superpower that nobody can take from you. The only person that can take that superpower from you is guess who? You. By not practicing it. You know, and unfortunately, we live in a society where they don't really want us to win. They don't want us to succeed. They don't want us to be great. So they don't teach us the right shit. Do you really think that there's a re <laughs> Like people always say, well, how come they don't teach you to balance your checkbook? How come they don't teach you about debt? How come they don't teach you to buy a house? Well, motherfucker, because their whole system is built on you being in debt. Exactly. So they need you to get in debt exactly. for you. To, for their system to survive. And they need you to know not okay. how to get out of okay. it. Okay, so yeah. if they actually yeah. told you how to be a productive, useful, kick-ass motherfucker, they would benefit less. Yeah. This is why you're not told that discipline is actually a skill that you're supposed to develop. It's not a trait. If you watch in media and how they present people who are ultra-disciplined or ultra-successful, they paint it in a light of luck. They paint it in a light of circumstance. They paint it in a light of these people are special and you're fucking not. And none of that shit is fucking true. Now, are there lucky people? Sure. Uh, but I can tell you this. When you wake up every day and you give it all you got, um, there's going to be days where exceptionally great things happen to you. Yep. And people are going to say that's luck, but that's not luck. Right. That's, that's the accumulation of your decisions over the course of time and a long time. Right? Yeah. And is there luck? Sure, there's fucking lucky things that happen, bro. I was born to fucking parents that taught me the truth. Right. That's luck. I can't fucking pick Luck's that out shit. of your control. That's right. Yeah. You can't. It's, it's just like hope. Yep. It's not a fucking strategy. Yeah. If you're in the game long enough and you work hard enough, you're going to have some luck. But I don't know one motherfucker in life, not one, not a single one that I can point to and say the reason that guy or that woman is successful is because of luck. It's mm. non-existent. It's a fake reality. It's just an easy excuse for people to sell themselves on why they shouldn't do that thing that they know they're supposed to do because they're telling themselves the story that I said a minute ago. What if I do all these things and nothing right. happens? Right. Right. And that's just not how it works. If you do all the things, shit will happen. And, and, and most people will never do things for long enough to see that they actually work, which is why they struggle so hard in life and they go every two years, every three years, changing their career, changing their goals, changing who they want to be. You know, like how many people do we see on the internet talking about how much, you know, I'm trying to rediscover myself. Motherfucker, the reason you're having to rediscover yourself every fucking two years is because you're not digging in and putting in the time and the effort to build whoever the fuck you think you should be. Right? Yeah. 
This is about building. This is not about catching. You're not catching who you are, discovering who you are. You're fucking building it. And if you don't execute every single day for a long period of time, you're going to get to a point and you're going to say, well, fuck this. Nothing's really happening. This isn't for me. And most people spend their whole lives going from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing every two to three years thinking that, well, I haven't just, I just haven't found my, my shit. No, motherfucker, you haven't created your shit. Mm. And that's the, that's the problem that most people see. You don't understand the game. Yeah. The game is you're going to have to do far more than what you ever thought you were going to have to do. You're going to have to do it far longer than you ever thought it would actually take. But the great thing is, is that when we talk about building discipline and grit and fortitude and all of these things, those are done on a micro level day by day by day by day, which ultimately lead for you to have this amazing skill that no one else has. It'd be fucking worth it. Like, bro, most people can't go to a restaurant. Like, think about this. Mm-hmm. Most people do not have enough discipline. And by the way, this is not a judgment or a talking shit because I used to be the absolute worst about this. It's just a reality. I couldn't go to a restaurant and order the healthy food. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It was so embarrassing too. And it would make me feel like such shit because I would go there. I'd be on a program. I'd be on my diet. This is pre 75 hard, pre live hard. You know, I, I I'd tell Emily, I'd be like, all right, well, we're going to eat clean, you know? And we get there, we start looking at the menu. I'm like, fuck, that, that sounds so good. Those fucking nachos look good. <laughs> and then I would look at her and I'd be like, look, man, you know, we've been training pretty hard. Like, let's just, you know, yeah. and I start in. Those conversations yes. start. Yep. And like, dude, I couldn't do it. And like just getting to a point, like this is, this is how far I've come. And this is a testament to the program. Getting to a point where I could order healthy food off of any menu was a, an unbelievably massive fucking success for me because I had so little power. Like, bro, this is before you knew me. Like, if you would walk up to me in the middle of the day, it would be fucking 11 o'clock with a fucking two beers, and you handed me one, guess what I'm doing the rest of the day? I'm drinking. I'm fucking drinking. It didn't matter what the fuck I was doing before that. Like, I had zero control over my life. And that, that zero control that I had over my life led to massive anxiety, depression, frustration, anger, bad temper. Like, dude, all of, like, fucking bad self-image. Like, all of these things that destroy people. Yeah. Because I had no control. When in reality, bro, you have to ask yourself, like, do you really, are you really that fucking weak of a person that you can't say no to a motherfucking inanimate object? Right. Like a fucking beer? Or a fucking nachos on a menu? Like, dude, that's the, that was the real talk I had to have. Yeah. You know, and once I started looking at it like that, I'm like, bro, you're tougher than that. Like, fuck that fucking beer. Fuck that nachos. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. So, I, Long story short, 20 minutes later, I'm, I'm super fucking thankful that I put that time in because like, dude, now I'm at a point where like, I'm, you know, I've, I've never been this old before, just like all of you. Right. <laughs> uh, but like, I'm at the age where people start, you know, I've always heard like, oh, this is where you get old. And this is, I don't want to get fucking old. Like I want to fucking keep, get better. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, I'm feeling real good. That's the point. And uh, I, I hope that you guys. I hope, I hope you guys will, will take what I'm saying and, and put it into action, dude. And like, just get your shit together when it comes to your mental discipline, your mental toughness, because everything is built off of it. Yeah. Fucking everything. So.
That was, that was some really good foreplay. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> now, now we're ready to fuck. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, no, dude, it, it, it's funny because it's actually. All the fucking parents, like all the parents are like, don't listen to that guy. Yeah. Somebody be telling you how to win, but they're talking yeah. about foreplay. Yeah. 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 And sorry boy, sorry boy. parents that let their kids listen to the show. Right, right. But <sighs> you know what's crazy? Those same parents will let them go to fucking drag story hour. No, they're not. Our yeah. parents are good parents. Like, you know how many parents put their kids on this or like, this is the truth? Like, sorry for the language. Like, hey, man, that's reality, dude. Yeah. Like, when I was a kid, I grew up around construction trade. How do you think they fucking talk? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, in fact, that's probably where I caught it. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? No shit. But it is what it is. No shit. But, but so off that conversation, it actually goes into one of our questions. Um, Andy, what would you say is the biggest difference in your standards um, from where they are now to where they were, let's say, five years ago? Um, and then what was the mindset translation like? We literally just got this conversation. Um, but more importantly, how should someone prepare themselves to raise their standards? There is no preparing. You just do it. Hmm. Like, dude, there, listen, far too many of you guys do far too much thinking and not enough doing. Huh. All right. There's no need to analyze. The people who analyze everything and every single detail before they take action never do take action. And they think, and this is the irony of the situation. They hold themselves to be of higher intelligence because they're able to critically think through all the situations. But the problem is, is what you'll do is you'll end up finding excuses as to why you should be doing something else because what you're ultimately going to, the conclusion you're ultimately going to come to is that you're going to have to work really hard. It's going to create uh, a lot of what you perceive in the beginning as inconvenience in your life. Uh, you're going to be physically sore. You're going to be mentally taxed. Uh, you're going to have to do a lot of things that none of your friends are doing. So it's going to make you feel alone. Um, and, and the reality is you're going to talk yourself out of it when you analyze, you know, oh, I got to prepare like that. That's 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 to me. That question is reflective of the weakness and mentality that has been perpetuated onto our society over the course of the last few decades because we we are naturally as humans, we are doers, right? We are like, oh, that fire needs to be started. Well, I'm going to fucking start it. Oh, we need food. I'm going to kill it. Oh, we need shelter. I'm going to build it. We don't, the, 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 the one, the people that survived in those basic times were not the people that sat there and analyzed and debated yeah. which shelter was the best or the best way to build a fire. The people who sat around and debated the best way to build a fire fucking froze. The people in, a, 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 who debated the best way to go hunting fucking never ate. They starved. Okay. So overanalyzing things and overpreparing is a bad habit to get into. The better habit to get into is to say, I'm going to do this, take some sort of action or create a, a basic plan and go immediately and then adjust the plan as you go. Yeah. That's the, every successful human, every successful entrepreneur operates in that regard. And that's why. You look at some of the entrepreneurs who are successful, and those of you listening are probably a lot smarter than them. There's a lot of people listening right now that are a shit ton smarter than me. But the problem is, I will go do fucking a million things while you're sitting there thinking about it. And that's the difference. Bro, yeah. one, a guy I knew who was worth a couple hundred million dollars, he was literally one of the dumbest people I ever met, okay? He couldn't read. He was illiterate. He yeah. couldn't spell. 
All right. But this guy, all he, but it, like if you met with him and you said, hey, we're going to do this and this and this, by tomorrow, all those things will be done. And that's why he was successful. And so, like, dude, winners do, uh, losers think. And that's, that's how it is. So, uh, that's the first part of the answer to that question. The second part of the answer is, um, look, man, I decided where I wanted to be. I said, this is what the fuck I'm going to be. I'm going to be the fucking best and, and in every area that I can be. You know, like a lot of people, if you've been following me for a while, uh, when, I, when I first started losing weight back in 2015, 16, um, I made this little Photoshop picture of the rock. Like it was his body and I put my head on it and yeah. I post online. And I got made fun of and shit, you know? But last year when I finished my, uh, when, we, when I finished the eight-week transformation, I was the best way to shape my life. I actually took my physique and put his motherfucking head exactly. on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And posted that. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And so like, dude, that's now look, dude, he's got a way better physique than me. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I got the, I had the best physique for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but it starts with that. Like, who the fuck do you want to be? Mm. Like, I can't tell you where your standards should be. Right. But like for me, you know, I have a lot more responsibility than most people have in their lives uh, in terms of having to live a higher standard because I have a lot of people who depend on that to survive. On those standards, yeah. Yeah, they have jobs here. Like if I live a low standard, like bro, if I had gotten back up to 320 pounds, that would have hurt, not me, that would hurt all these people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just because so many people associate my me with, with the brands that, you know, we yeah. have, right? Yeah. So, you know, you have to decide what it is you want to be and then you have to decide, um, who, who's going to hurt if you don't achieve that? Mm. Because I'm going to tell you who's going to hurt. It's going to be your fucking kids. It's going to be the people closest to you. Uh, you know, Ed Milet made an amazing tweet the other day that said uh, something to the effect of the biggest uh, form of child neglect is parents that don't pursue their dreams. Yep. And that's a fucking fact. Yep. You know, parents out there that think like, oh, you know, well, I've had kids, so I gave up and, you know, I'm here. I'm all here for the kids. And you let yourself get fat and sloppy and gross and you don't work hard and you don't try to achieve. That's the failure. Yeah. Like you may tell your, this is the bitch voice. You may tell yourself you're doing a noble thing by being totally accessible to your kids, but what are they watching? Yeah. What are they seeing? Because I'm going to tell you a truth about humans that you may not want to accept. They do what they see, not what they're told. Your kids do what they see, not what they're That's told. That's so fucking real, man. Your neighbors do what they see, not yeah. what they're told. Yeah. People don't care about, like, dude, when I post a motivational meme in my, in my, uh, story or whatever it gets some traffic when i post a picture of my fucking cars and people know that i've worked 23 fucking years to have a fucking nice life bro it gets ten thousand times the amount of reactions right because people fucking see it right so show them dude don't talk you know and decide where it is you want to be what's the ultimate version of you that doesn't mean it has to be um the best on earth what are you capable of what can you be? And most of you are, I promise you this, every single person listening to this episode, you are so much more capable than you actually think you are. Like you, we as humans are so used to underestimating our own potential and overestimating everybody else's. 
We think we're dumb. We think we don't have what it takes. We think we're a fraud. And secretly, we don't want everybody to know about it. We all feel that fucking way. And the reason you fucking feel like a fraud is because you're not executing against what potential you actually have. You know inside your heart, you know inside your brain, and you know inside your soul that you are capable of a much higher standard of being. And the reason that you feel fraudulent is because you're not living it. Mm-hmm. That's what that feeling is. It's yeah. not that you're actually a fraud. It's that you know you're a fucking fraud. Okay? And everybody feels that way. The way to get rid of that feeling is to become what it is you know you can become, or at least the best, the closest to that possible. And then all of these things, the depression, the anxiety, the feeling of, of being fraudulent, uh, the feeling of people not liking you and all these things, they all get lowered to a minimal level because at the end of the day, when you're doing everything you fucking can, how can anyone poke a hole in your game? Right. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> Andy, you're a fucking blah, 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 blah. All right, man. Well, I'm doing the best I can. Like, if you don't like it, sorry, bro. Like, if the shit doesn't bother you. It, become, it creates your armor, if that makes sense. And then, you know, that's where the idea of your, your, your confidence, your self-belief, you, all these things that we talk about that people feel entitled to, right? They feel like I'm entitled to feel good about myself. I, I deserve to feel good about myself. Well, do you really? Because what actions have you taken to deserve fucking that? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like the likelihood of you actually deserving anything, the truth about deserving is whatever it is you got, that's what you deserve. That's the reality of fucking human nature. You've earned what you have. Nobody fucked you. Nobody fucking, society didn't fuck you. Your boss didn't fuck you. The government does fuck all of us, but that's for, that we're all fucked, so it doesn't matter. So like, it's you fucking you. And you guys get bitter about it. You get frustrated about it. You get angry about it. And you don't realize that it can all be solved by you just doing what it is you know you need to do and becoming the best version possible of who you are. Yeah. It'll fix a lot. Guys, Andy, question number two. Um, Andy, when I go on your, uh, your website and First Forms website, I notice that you don't do any discounts for new customers. Wow. Uh, when I visit other websites, a lot of business tend to offer a 10% discount to new customers. I know you're not big on discounts, but as a new business, uh, do you see this as something that could potentially help get the business going off the ground? Or is it something that should just be completely avoided forever? Well, first of all, why would I give a discount to my new customers and not to my loyal customers that help build this company into what the fuck it is? It's a great point. I know it is. Because <laughs> you know what? I know a couple things. Yeah, right. Okay. Right, uh, right. Secondly, um, a lot of you guys feel the need to discount because you, you're not confident in the quality of your product. You mm. know your product's not what you say it is. Right. So, that you, so you have like this guilt about discounting. Um, and, and, and instead, what you should do is up the quality of your product to a point where you feel comfortable with what you're charging for it. Thirdly, and this is the most important part, is when you discount things consistently, what ends up happening is you train your customers to look for the discount. Yeah. All right. So like you see a lot of companies who will run, you know, BOGO, BOGO, BOGO. Yeah, buy one, get ones, <laughs> or this, and they do it every month. Yeah. And the reason that they have to do it every month is because they've trained their customers that that's what they do. So what happens is, is that they will not buy your product at full price and your whole business model is based off of a full price sale. Right. All right. 
So now you've trained your customers to only buy at a discount, which means that your business model won't operate properly because you never actually operate at that margin. Mm. All right. So you're, you're basically, and then people are like, well, how come we can't pay our bills? Well, because you're running a model that isn't, that isn't consistent with the price you sell for. And if you trained your customers that your products, you know, if you're doing buy one, get one, what you're essentially doing is, is training your customers that you're, they're, they're not stupid. Customers are not stupid. They understand that if you can afford to do buy one, get one free, that means the product that you sell for 50 is really only worth $25. Right. They right. fucking know that math in one second. Okay. So now there's no fucking way they're buying it at full price. They're waiting for that buy one, get one. Yep. And then what happens is you have to buy one, get one to get traffic in to sell your shit and your margin will never be proper. And then you can't pay your fucking bills. But essentially, it's fucking suicide. Mm by the slowest, most annoying, most painful way possible. So we live in this era where, you know, people think that it's a good idea to discount your product because everybody else discounts their product, but they never truly really think about what it's doing to the actual brand equity of their brand. Yeah. All right. You, you, you're a premium brand, bro. Like all the shit I operate in, I think I explained this on the last Q and A we did. But every business that I operate in is at the highest quality level because I personally cannot sell shit that is less quality. That's what I consume as a consumer. I consume the best. Okay. Right. So I personally can't operate in that good category mm -hmm. or, or better category. I have to operate in the best category because that's where I'm comfortable selling. Like I said before, I'm okay with someone saying, I can't afford your product. Right. But what I can't connect the dots on in my personal brain and what I don't like is when we're not the best product. Right. Right. And that goes for any of the brands that I'm associated with or any project that I'm associated with. It's ultra premium all the time. So that's just me. That's not saying that you can't run a company in these other categories. There's lots of people that do. And, and honestly, the companies in those categories are usually much bigger. Yeah. It's just something that it's it's a it's a personal tolerance that yeah. you have to ask yourself, where are you most comfortable? And I am more comfortable saying, hey, this is the best shit. It costs what the fuck it costs. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. But I don't you ain't going to say that it's bullshit. Huh? But you ain't going to be able to say that it's bullshit. Yeah, that's right. it. Like, right. I'm not, I, I, you know, and if it is, if we fuck something up, I'll fucking take that motherfucker right off the shelf and go fucking fix it. Right. Like, I care about quality, dude. Yeah. You know, I care about details. And so, um, anyway, the, the point is, is that uh, discounting is a slippery slope. I think it's usually a, a, a tactic that people use to make up for lack of understanding of how to market or how to build a brand or how to build a culture or how to build a loyal following um, for your brand. Yeah. And ultimately, a discount brand that discounts all the time is really worth less uh, in the big picture of an exit mm. than a company that doesn't have to discount. And the way you don't have to discount is is by being really good and doing an over uh, and above job for everybody around uh and and creating enough value where people don't mind paying the full price but like yeah dude i've never ran a discount i ran one sale one time dude uh and it taught me this whole that whole lesson that i just explained to you i learned off one sale one, one sale that we ran we ran a sale one time <clears throat> uh back in uh 2007 we had a seven pound protein powder, okay? 
And we sold it at that time for $29.99, which was absurdly cheap, yeah. even for that time. Uh, because protein powder was far less expensive. And by the way, this protein powder was not, this was before we had our own company. This right. protein powder was not, it was lower end protein. But we called it the Meathead Special, bro. Okay, <laughs> we ran this thing called the Meathead Special. We I, like literally ran commercials. On, this is how bad I was at business. I, I ran commercials on the radio on this one station that we could afford to advertise on called, and we said Meathead Special, $29.99. For, for seven pounds of protein. And dude, we sold the fuck out. We sold the fuck out. Yeah. Like, bro, I was like, for the first week, I was like, holy fuck, dude, I'm a fucking genius. Right. We sold out. The next two months almost put us out of business. Gosh. You know why? Because people stocked up on the protein. They didn't need to come back. Nobody ever came. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they didn't come back. So they bought our shit. They didn't come back. We almost weren't able to pay our bills for the next two months. And I learned, I'm a quick learner. I learned real quick. Never again. Yeah. And never again have we ever ran a fucking discount. It won't happen. And if you're sitting there waiting for a discount from any of my companies, go shop somewhere else because I will never do it. It'll never fucking happen. I love it. Yeah. It's a real story, dude. And see, that's the thing. When you listen to me and you hear me talk and you hear these lessons that I'm telling you, I could give you a story for every single one of those lessons. And that story right there that you just heard will save some of you from literally going out of fucking business. Yeah. Okay. So share the fucking show. That's real. Guys, Andy, our third and final question. Uh, question number three. Andy, how important is the employee-employer relationship in a business and what should it ideally look like? I'm a young entrepreneur and work for a relatively small company. I was an outside hire for a management position, and I feel like everyone is just a number here. I mean, everybody makes a decent living. There's just no real bond or sense of team or community or culture, for lack of a better word. I'm only 25, so I don't know what business was like 15 years ago. Is this how it's always been? How can we change it? Yeah. Most this here lies the opportunity, mm. okay? If you, own a, if you own a company, go rewind that last 20 seconds and listen real fucking close. The dude's making good money. He's 25 years old. He's hungry. He wants to be a part of something, but he's not satisfied because of the inner office fucking non-team culture that they've created. Yeah. How many fucking kids are like that Hold everywhere? On. All of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you guys... Do not understand the opportunity. You see big, these big, like in, if you listen to all the, some people only listen to QNAF, some people only listen to CTI. If you listen to the whole big picture as it's intended, you would understand that a lot of these big corporations are owned by the same two corporations, mm -hmm. okay? BlackRock and Vanguard. These companies own almost everything. And so they dictate a culture down through their systems in exchange for financing for these companies, all right? So what, it works like this. I'm the bank, you're a company. Yep. You come to me, you say, hey, I need $500 million. I'm gonna say, okay, uh, totally cool. Yeah, great. But here's what I need to have in your core, in your core culture, uh, the way you're gonna run your shit, it's gotta be like this. Mm -hmm. And you're gonna say- you're gonna own 50% if not more. Hold on, you're gonna say, well, you're gonna give me the 500? Yeah. And I'm gonna say, yeah, but you gotta do this. What are you gonna say? Yeah, fuck yeah. Okay, okay. and cool. that's how it works. And this is why all of you guys live and the other reason why is because we've become this overly litigious society 
that sues for every fucking thing. Um, and it's ruined corporate culture. Okay. So if you, if you go get into any big fucking company, uh, and, and you, you trickle up their ownership and they're associated with the world economic forum or one of these two brands uh, that I just, those two companies I just mentioned, the likelihood of them having a team culture or a fun culture or anything other than what he's describing will not happen. You are a number. And if you remember, you know, like I got a little heated yesterday about the Italian prime minister speech. Yeah, yeah. Those people in society don't want you to have an identity. They don't. So do you think they're going to allow you to have an identity at your fucking office? Right. They understand that the culture they create in the office is the culture that you bring home. So they, that's how they put this thing down into society, right? So when you, when you look at it from an ownership standpoint, you're an entrepreneur, you own a company, and you see, God, these guys got everything. <sighs> yeah, they do. Except all their employees fucking hate them. Exactly. Okay? And these employees that are coming up are hungry. They want to win. They don't want to be eating crickets. They don't want to be... They, like, bro... Most employees are so pissed off at what's going on in the world, not because they blame their company, but they blame the politicians and the media because the, they understand they're not stupid. People see what's happening. Okay. So if you are a smaller company and you want to really win, how would you win? Well, I would attract the best skilled, most talented people from these bigger corporations by creating a work environment that's actually fun, that actually allows people to be who they are that actually promotes a sense of team, that actually has a purpose because most people are not money-driven. I'm not even money-driven, okay? I used to be, but when I was money-driven, I didn't make any money. Right. <laughs> when I became purpose-driven, right. right. I made a fuck ton of money, okay? And my purpose is to help other motherfuckers figure out how to win in any way possible, okay? We do that in our fitness companies. We do that in my personal development brand. We do it with the show. Everything that I touch and do is designed to improve the quality of someone's life in some way, shape, or form. So when I started to focus on them, the money came. Right. Okay. And, and dude, if you can create a purpose within your company where your employees show up every day and they're like, fuck, dude, we have this big problem to solve and we're going to solve it. And you do that, like you genuinely do that as a company, whatever that is, bro, it doesn't have to be you know, losing weight or whatever. Like you can take this concept and you can apply it to building the best houses or, uh, you know, having the best grocery or whatever it is that you do. Um, and, and the reason some of you guys can't grasp this because they're like, well, I'm an e-com. How does this work in e-com? Well, hey, motherfucker, just so you know, e-com's not a business. E-com is a tool. It's a tool. When you're selling widgets over and over and over again through e-com, you don't own an actual fucking company with culture and all this shit. You're, you're maximizing a tool for cash flow. If you were an intelligent human, like I've been preaching for 10 fucking years, you would use e-com to build a brand. And that brand will be worth tens, not, if not hundreds of millions of dollars one day, and you'll be able to fucking retire off of that. You guys who chase the widgets with the e-com, you'll never be able to retire. You'll never be able to retire. You'll never be able to get out of the game, okay? But let's just say you're not just one of these e-com robots and you're actually someone building a brand. You guys have the ultimate opportunity to take these concepts and innovate against these massive companies who are soulless. 
People don't want to buy from these companies anymore, dude. You can see it in the stock market data. The, the, these, a lot of these companies aren't suffering just because the market's down. They're suffering because the customers are rejecting their wokeness. That's a, that's a, and that's a fact. Yeah, bro. Beyond Meat is down eleven uh, percent. Uh, yeah. Okay, and it's not just because people are. It's not because people aren't you know eating the fake meat and shit. It's because the company doesn't stand for fucking anything, and they're starting to associate it with some of the globalist crazy shit that's happening, and they're saying fuck that, and they're rejecting it. And so a lot of these companies, a lot of these, co like your company out there, guys, you are at the best possible time ever. Now, are we going to go through a rough period? Fucking right we are. You better believe it. But a lot of you motherfuckers shouldn't even be in business, if I'm telling the truth. The business has been so easy for the last 15 years that there's a shit ton of people in it that shouldn't be in it. They're not built for the game. They're just not. Okay? So this next little test that we're going to go through is going to show people who's built and who's not for it. All right. Now, a lot of you guys develop themselves into being somebody. Look, the to key to getting it. through what we're yeah. about to go through is to see it as an opportunity. Yeah, it's a fucking massive opportunity. Is, is it going to be painful? Yeah. But just like when you get your shit together in business or I'm sorry, in your, your, your personal fitness, it's painful at first. Right. This shit sucks. The first 20 days you do 75 hard, bro. You feel like your body's going to fucking crumble. Yeah. Okay, but what happened? We just had that conversation yesterday, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, I know. Because you're bitching about it. <laughs> what you tell me? Well, I don't know. You say, say, hey, look, bro. You ain't getting no fucking sympathy over here. I'm fucking 43. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And walk right out on my ass. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, like, right. fuck, dude. My hips feel like, like I need a tin man to fucking come oil them up, bro. About to have the Valvoline oil, cart fucking oil. follow me around. But like, dude, the point is, is that everything's hard. When there's an opportunity. Yeah. Okay. So what's going to happen in the world? Yeah. Shit's going to get fucking weird. It's going to be hard. A lot of you guys are going to have to make decisions that are difficult. A lot of people are going to have to fucking, you know, there's probably going to be a lot of washout. There's a lot of people who are hanging on by a thread that just ain't going to make it. And yeah. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. That's what these, this is no different than that. This is the natural order showing itself. Okay. And so if you don't want to be one of those people that gets washed out, the key to not being washed out over the next year is going to be looking at it as an opportunity. How can I survive and move forward while all my competitors fucking suffer? Yeah. Right? That's what this is about. So buckle up, motherfucker, because this is going to be the proving ground. This is going to be the time where you figure out, dude, I've been through this, 9-11. I've been through this in 2008, 2020. And now this is probably going to be the hardest one. But I'm the most prepared this time because I've been through multiple tests. Right. A lot of you guys, this is going to be your first real big test. And I'm just trying to offer you some perspective over the tests I've been through that the, the people who go on the offense and see it as a time to gobble up market share are the winners. And the people who lose are the people that go in their tortoise shell and start saying, well, we're not going to do that because the economy's fucked. We're not going to do that because you know, this or that. We're not going to do that because cost of goods are up. We're not going to do that because of inflation. We're going to wait till later. And here's how it fucks you. All of your employees start to think that way. All of your team starts to think that way. And what do they do when they think that way? When you think there's nothing urgent because we're waiting for something to happen, what do they do? They do nothing. They stop being aggressive. They stop sharpening their skills. They stop moving forward. They stop pushing the company forward. And guess what happens as a result? You go out of business. So this really has to do with you as a leader of your brand or your company or your two-man operation of just having the right perspective. All right, look, 
We know shit's going to get hard, okay? But how are we going to survive this? Well, we're going to get aggressive. We're going to look for the opportunities to gain market share. We're going to look for the opportunities to, to, to do the things that may not cost money, uh, but may build better relationships. We're going to go out and we're going to pick up these customers that used to have relationships with other companies that have decided to not service them anymore. Like there's all kinds of ways to see this the right way. And if you watch the news and you listen to the dumb fucking business people who haven't done shit, they're going to tell you, pull everything in, batten the hatches, prepare for the storm. And what's going to happen is because you are starting to become defensive instead of offensive, you will lose because that defensive culture will infiltrate your, your company, your brand, or your operation, or your cause, or your team, or whatever it is you're running, and you will get your fucking ass beat. That's the, that's the natural order, okay? Offense is the fucking game. So stay in that offensive mindset. See it as an opportunity. Keep pushing through. Understand that, yes, it's going to be hard, and it is going to be hard. It'll probably be the hardest test that we all ever face in our entire lives economically, okay? but there's still going to be the best opportunity. If it's the hardest time, what's that also mean? Most opportunity. And if you stay focused on the opportunity and keep moving forward and make the adjustments, you'll make it fucking through. And not only will you make it through, you'll make it through and there'll be far less competition, which means when you do make it through and things do turn back on, you're going to be fucking sprinting while everybody else is just gathering up their shit. You know, holy fuck, let's pick up the pieces and let's start over. Right. You're going to be fucking sprinting. Like that widens the gap between you and everybody else. I honestly shouldn't even be saying this. Like what I'm telling you, I shouldn't be saying because it doesn't benefit me to tell anybody this because all my competitors listen to this show. Everybody in every industry that I am in competes with me listen to this show and I'm giving them the play, you know? But the truth is the greater good is better than my personal game. The truth, that's valuable info I just gave you. Like you, you, one day you'll understand how valuable the fuck it is. Okay, but just trust me, do what I just said, and you're going to be all right. Love it. Guys, Andy, that is three. All right, guys, uh, that's three. Please pay the fee. Uh, If you don't know, just so you know, uh, for those of you that didn't tune out already, um, we have Arate Live coming up in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, what is that? November 5th, RTA Live, Nashville, Tennessee. Tickets are available at rtasyndicate.com. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. 